This is Consortium Channel 5, Moonbase Reports and Broadcasts. Brought to you by the Ensoyment family of products. Ensoy yourself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergata Fisher, Moonbase Theta, October 6th, 2098, 2016. The rocket has just departed on schedule. There was a slight delay due to a faulty locking mechanism on loading hatch 3, but Wilder was able to make a repair with a length of 9-gauge wire and a flame-retardant duct tape. Watch for that on landing. All supplies are checked off on the manifest as received. The helium-3 tanks were loaded without incident and locked in successfully. Not loaded in successfully were the personnel stasis pods. We had 15 pods prepared for transport, stacked for loading on the surface, hooked to temporary connections so there would be no power or coolant interruptions, all as per standard requirements. When your rocket arrived and we opened it up, inside the bay reserved for the pods was nothing. No wire or tubing hookups, none of the required racks or dampers. I suppose we could have stacked them like shoeboxes. We could have chucked them in there and hoped for the best. Was there a memo we missed? Some change in the target dates? There are only two scheduled rocket landings after this one, and even if we dumped the HE-3 to make more space, we couldn't fit 42 pods into two rockets. Let us know as soon as possible what happened, why we weren't informed. What's going on? I'm sorry. Please advise regarding your plan for the offload of base personnel. I'm sure you can understand our anxiety. We await your response. Eleven weeks before base shutdown. Normal operations continue. Ashwini monitors the telescope arrays closely, including tracking the SK asteroid, which is now on a path back out of our solar system. Mining operations focused on helium-3 production continue apace. Agricultural and maintenance report no incidents, fully on schedule. You asked about my previous reference to the work I do in designing spaceward outgoing messages. As well as tracking and exploring astronomical objects, a secondary use of the instrument array is to send wide-range radio frequency messages into space. They may seem a bit foolish from a business perspective, though think of all the things we could sell to an alien race. But it's a project that the base administration has always taken seriously. Finding a way to encapsulate the entirety of human experience for an audience that knows nothing of it, putting concepts down in words with which I have to include a primer for potential species that may not even talk, Making sure anything I include can't be misconstrued or poorly interpreted, it's a challenging task. Obviously, we can't just send, what's up? What's the weather at Proxima B? If you have suggestions, I'd love to hear them. You also insisted that I provide information regarding the internal monitoring, which, of course, has been undertaken. I want to register my continued discomfort with the task, but my current report is as follows. Almost all of Ashwini's conversations are regarding theories and aspects of their analysis, despite the fact that no one they're speaking to could possibly understand the ramifications. Wilder has this really annoying habit of digging up ancient memes from the database and forwarding them around. None of us are certain what a doge is, but we've had about enough. Nessa's personal communications range quite a bit. They offer a lot of 
emotional support to the rest of the crew, almost a de facto counselor at times, but they also have an odd penchant for true crime media, so you hear more about autopsies and blood spatter than you might want to learn. All harmless, of course. If you want to report on myself, I'm sure anyone would tell you I spend too much time sighing about my family at home. I mean, you're talking about someone who had claws written into their contract to send sappy messages to their husband every week. I wasn't able to monitor Michelle's messaging of any sort. It's completely locked down, which I'd assume you're aware of and approve. That's, um, all I have to say in this area. Personal message to follow. To my wonderful, amazing, incredibly good-looking and personable husband. Well, that's all the birthday present you're getting from me. All right. All right. What did you think of the orbital? Did it fit? I hope the platinum goes well with the advancing gray in your hair. I found another poem in your book. It seemed appropriate. This one is by Anna Hampstead Branch. When I am weary for delight and spent, even as a bird that tries too long its wings, will nest a while amid the grass and sings, so I drop downward from the wonderment of timelessness and space in which we were blent. The wind, the sunshine, and the wanderings of all the planets to the little things that are my grass and flowers, and am content. Or if in flight my wing should beat so far from the kind grass that is so cool and deep that it must poise among the winds on high, yet will I sing to thee from star to star, piercing thy sunshine, and will always keep a song for thee amid the farthest sky. Happiest of days. Save some cake, love. We've only got ten more weeks. Moonbase Theta out. Thank you for listening to Moonbase Theta out. Lehman Kessler is Roger Borgato Fisher. The episode was written, edited, and produced by DJ Silvis. Theme music is star by the band Ramp. Check them out at ramp-music.net. Additional credits are in the show notes, and additional show information is on monkeymanproductions.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We use Twitter a lot. And if you want to be one of the super moon heroes who help us make the show possible, support us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. We give our backers a lot of extras and behind-the-scenes info, even special minisodes. And you always have our grateful thanks for listening, sharing the show with friends, joining our Discord to chat with us, all the ways you become a part of our Mooniverse community. Take care, and we'll be back soon. Consortium Channel 5 ends our broadcast day with a final message. Honor all curfews, listen to security, and keep watching the moon. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The first thing you need to know about the Vegas Sci-Fi Adventure podcast is that you're not just listening to someone tell you a story. You are stepping into a world. And Vega Rex, the woman at the center of this saga, is currently sitting at the top of it. This is not by accident. For millennia, the country Vega calls home has been carefully honing the skills of its state-contracted killers. And these so-called holy warriors have gotten real good at taking down the world's worst criminals. Or, as they would call it, cleansing. 
400 kills into her career, Vega is the most decorated hunter there has ever been, and likely would have stayed that way if it had not been for him. An explosive encounter with a terrorist sets Vega on a path of revenge that is so thoroughly illegal that before this story is done, she will have risked it all, life, limb, and love, to satisfy her vengeance and keep her record of righteous kills perfect. My name is Ivoma Okoro, and I have so much more to tell you about this. Check out Vega, a sci-fi adventure podcast, anywhere you listen to them. Because baby, I'm just getting started. <laughs>